God has helped us so much. And everybody from now on will be moving to take their position. No more ordinary members of the church. You must know that God has chosen you for leadership. Everybody in the body of Christ, that's why the Bible says that we are a royal priesthood. That means that it's not only one pastor, we are a team of pastors, ministers. Where there is no church, you are qualified to be the pastor there. That is the training we have here. A royal priesthood, the whole church, a royal priesthood, a peculiar people. I mean, do you understand that? That means that your training will make you, as time goes on in the future, you will see where God will position you, you will be a leader. In your community, in your local area, in your barangay, you must be a leader. Never, never take a position of being the tail. The Bible says we are not the tail. We are the head. You see that? And this is not in our mouth. It is also in our spirit. We are the head and not the tail. And that is the vision of reality, to make everyone the head and not the tail. Amen. You see that? So that's why we want you to take your position. God has called you when you become born again. A royal priesthood. A peculiar person. So those are the things. You have gifts. Some of you are gifted in the world of evangelism. Some of you are gifted in the world of a spiritual acts of worship, which is a spiritual song, hymns, and psalms. You read the psalms, you make it like a song. You read the hymns, and you have spiritual song. That is the song that God gave you in your heart. Mm -hmm. You sing it out. Make sure you have pen and pencil to write down your song. Because God is going to give you a lot of song from now on. Mm -hmm. You see, the world needs song because there is a lot of bitterness out there. Mm -hmm. You need song. Song makes the heart glad. Amen. It is like the wine. You know? you know that we don't drink wine. But we sing songs in our heart. Mm -hmm. You see that the Bible says, sing melody in your heart. Mm -hmm. So those things are the things which will happen in the future. Mm -hmm. The next level is the level of leadership. Mm -hmm. The whole world is talking about leadership, whether it is in the computer world or in the academia or in the uh, business or in the marketplace or in the church. Leaders. Mm -hmm. Don't be ordinary. Be a leader. Because God made you a leader. Do you understand? You are the head and not the tail. Amen. Can we say that? Say, I am the head. I am, I am the head. I am not the tail. I am not the tail. <laughs> Do you know who is the tail? The devil. <laughs> this is a long tail there. You see that? We are the head. So don't be the tail at all. Don't just be there and allowing everything to go by, go by, go by, go by. No. Rise to your position of leadership. Because you have learned a lot of things people want to know. If you are not a leader, nobody will know what you know. You must be in that position where people will listen to hear what you are saying. Mm. So that is what royal victory is all about. That's what royal victory is giving people. And then people who are ordinary, who think they are ordinary, but they don't know that God has called them. God does not make ordinary things. God makes great things. You see that? Mm. And when he touches ordinary things, they become great. Amen. Look, at, look at somebody like David. He thought he was an ordinary shepherd boy, but God made him a king. You are the king. You are the head. We are not the tail. 
Satan is a tell. <laughs> so we must take it. See, that's why Jesus came to die. Do you know when Jesus died? He had made everybody who received him the head. Because Jesus is the head of all principalities and powers. You can never be in Jesus and remain the same. You can never be in Jesus and be ordinary boy or girl. You can never be in Jesus and be the tell. Because Jesus is the head of all principalities. Do you know what principalities are? Principalities are the ruling powers of the first heaven. You see that we have three heavens. We have the first heaven, the second heaven, and the third heaven. Uh, Paul said that he went to the third heaven. Do you understand? Paul, Apostle Paul, said he doesn't know whether it was in the dream or in the vision, but he said he saw himself in the third heaven. See, we have first heaven, which is near the earth. The first heaven has a lot of wicked people. See, that that's where the devil is. That's where the principalities are. The Bible says that he is the God of this world. That is in the first heaven. And he is what? The prince of the power of the air. Okay? First heaven. That's where the devil. Then, after that place, we have the second heaven. That is where the promise is, the blessings. You know, the Bible says that we are blessed in Christ in the heavenly places. That is the second heaven. It is far above the principalities. All our blessings are in heavenly places above the principalities. So if you want to get your blessings, it's not looking downwards. It's not nothing under your feet. It has too much blessing for you. Things under your feet will not bless you. The Bible says all good things come from where? Above. Good. You're above. Our blessings have come from above. See, see the flowers that, that show beautiful flowers. You think that uh, it's not only from the ground. If there's no sun, if there's no rain, no flowers. The flowers are responding to heavens. Every good thing comes from above. From the father of light. See? And there's no shadow of torment. He doesn't change his mind when he blesses you. Now, what we call extra mile. Extra mile. And I'm going to tell you what that means. Extra mile. Jesus said we should go extra mile with people. We should go extra mile with people. So it is in in Romans 12. So we're going to begin from 9 and do a, a nice study. 9 said, Let love be without dissimulation. Abhor that which is evil, cleave to that which is good. That's a good advice. Let love be without dissimulation. What is dissimulation? Dissimulation is like hypocrisy or pretense. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. Don't, don't just pretend. Don't just be sincere. That's what that means. Let love be with sincerity. Then, um, abhor what that which is evil and cleave to that which is good. That's a very good advice. If you always avoid what is evil and you, you're not fighting against you, avoid it. You just don't want to go that way. You cleave. You hold on to. You hold on to what is good. You see? Everybody knows what is good and what is evil. I'm telling you. When you make new friends, when you listen to them, you know what they believe. See that? See that? You can correct them. You can you can teach them. But don't follow everything they say. Don't follow Know that if they are going to the wrong way, don't follow them. See that? Don't follow that one. 
stay you in the law. When they see and be convinced, they will come and follow you. Because you are in the light. Why should you follow that way, you know, the wrong way? You are in the light already. So stay there. Love them. Hang out with them. But let them follow. Because you are doing them good thing. Aren't you doing them good thing? You are doing them good thing. Because finally they will realize what you have done and they will be careful. Thank you, Lord. Now look at this. He said, be kindly affection one to another with brotherly love in honor preferring one another that means that you know, instead of us praising ourselves we can praise other people that is what that means we show kindness by listening to people and by understanding their pain and by loving them sincerely and by being there for them sometimes you don't have solution you don't have money to give them but be there for them you say, tell him, look, look, I'm here for you. Uh, I'm not going to help you. Uh, I know how, how you are how you are feeling the pain. I can't take away this pain from you now, but I'm going to be here for you. Amen. You understand? That is it. See, sometimes you don't even need need to, uh, you know, you know, like the friends of Job, when they were here, they were talking, oh, oh confess your sin. Oh, you know, who knows what yes, you have done? Yes, you know, yes. Don't tell them like that. See that? You can see that God didn't like what the friends of Job were telling Job. They were telling him, oh, maybe you have sinned. Maybe you, you confess it. You know? But God said God, Job didn't sin. God was telling him. That is why God made Job to pray for his friends. He said, pray for them. <laughs> and when Job prayed for them, all of them were happy and Job was also restored two times. He was given back everything that Sometimes it takes us to just be there, be there, and uh, just say, look, today I have taken half day off. I want to be with you, you know. This is what makes friendship. This is what makes people trust you. This is what makes people love you. It is not the big thing. It's the small things. You see that? The small things. You see that? Hanging out together, being encouraging, you know, smiling, and uh, giving your... You are little help. So, this is what the Bible is teaching us here. Look at it there. It said we should, we should honor other people. We should prefer to honor other people more than ourselves. The little things they do well, you point it out. And yet, other people do not point these things out. How do you think these people will think? They will know that you truly, you are genuine. You love them. The little things they do. You appreciate it. Somebody picked your pen from the floor. You just take it and uh, you just snatch it from their hands and you don't say thank you. <laughs> no, they, they, they are helping you. You know, it's not their job to pick your things, right? Yes. Okay. But if you say thank you, they feel good with you. Yes. You see that? Most of the time, some Chinese will match my legs and you know, in this are joy. They will not say sorry. They will not yes. say sorry to me. Yes. It is as if it is my fault, you know. My leg is their leg, they can match it. You see that? And uh, okay, one day a Chinese man did that to my wife and he didn't say sorry. Then I went back and held him and brought him back and said, Come on, say sorry, this is my wife. This is not your wife, this is my wife. Why? Why would you do something? The man said, Sorry, sorry, sorry. He was doing like it. I said, Next time, don't match people's wife. 
Because you've been trouble. Exactly. You see, so those are the attitudes that the Bible teaches, but nothing teaches them. That's why people like the Western world. The Western world. Oh, you want to go to the US, you want to go to the Canada. Why do you want to go there? Because all their grandfathers and their four, four grandfathers, most of them are pastors, most of them, they grow with the Bible, they have their civilization is biblical civilization. Mm -hmm. So even though they don't believe now, they still have the character, the culture of Christian culture. Yeah. They are kind, you mm -hmm. know, they smile, they love. But when you are in a place that they have no light at all, their culture is darkness, their culture mm -hmm. is wickedness. Uh -huh. They don't do like that. So that is what the Bible is teaching us. And we owe it to our children. We owe this great culture to our children. That's why the Bible says, train your child how he, he or she will, will follow when they are young. Train them in that way. So that when they grow up, they will not depart from that way. Hallelujah. Amen. Now look at this one here. Say we should not be slothful in business. Business. It doesn't mean that you're going to be a trader. <laughs> mm. That means that anything given to you to do is business. You understand? Mm. So don't leave it undone and then begin to give excuses. You know that? This is the age of being smart. Mm. To be smart means when they give you job to do, do it perfectly. And then check it out. And then when you do something, you have a natural way of explaining what you have done doesn't mean that you should be walking walking until you become blue. No. If you want to take rest, take rest. If you want to sleep, go and take a nap. The Bible says be ready to answer anybody yeah. the reason why you do whatever you do. Yes. So don't be there looking for reason and, and playing shy, playing shy, somebody thinking that you are stupid. You are not stupid. Rise up and say, look, I'm tired. I want to have some rest. I'm sorry. Let me take my rest. No problem about that. So this is what the Bible is teaching us. The Bible is teaching us wisdom. And this wisdom will never fail you. He said we should not be slothful in business. When you are doing business and you have an appointment with somebody, don't come late. Because the person is going to watch whether you are coming late and how do you handle it when you come late. Instead of coming late, go early. If you will not come early, you telephone in advance and say, look, I'm not coming at that time because I have this, I have this, please, maybe in the next 10 minutes. You are smart. So those are the things we do. We're not going to be slothful. Now he said, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Fervent in spirit. What does that mean? Fervent in spirit. Like fire in your heart. Don't allow anybody who come around you to grow cold because your life will impact the people around you. Now, because you are fervent, your friends will be fervent. Because you are fervent in spirit, always exalting, always admonishing, always praising God, always singing, always the things that come out of your mouth, they are word of God and they are edifying. People around you are always blessed. Always blessed. Because no evil is coming out from you. You are perfect in spirit. You are like a candle that is on. That is on. The fire is burning there. When the candle is, 
is extinguished, no more fire. What what profit does it have? It's when the candle is on. The spirit, the fire is the spirit, right? The spirit is on the head of that candle, you know, showing the way. That, that's why on the day of Pentecost, the fire came upon every one of them. The spirit. Amen. They are like candle that is on, right? Amen. Candle that is that is lit. Your light is important. Amen. The Bible says, let your light shine. shine so that people will see your good works. Amen. Do you know what that shine shine means? Good works. Amen. When you do good works, you are shining. <laughs> And when the devil look at you, I'm telling you what did the devil in the face is good works. If you are born again already and you do good works, is hard work. But if you are not born again and you are doing good work, taking that from the good work, you will be accepted. Never, never. You have to be born again, then you do good works, it is powerful. Some people are not born again, they think that if they do good work, then God will accept them. If God wear my bad work and my good work, and then my good work is more than my bad work, he will be happy. That type of theory is not true. It's not that way at all. You see now, salvation is a gift. Jesus died in our place. We receive that gift. That is it. It's not from your good work. But after you have received that yourself, then there are good works you must do. Begin to do them. See, like, like helping other people to be saved. Like helping those who are hungry. Because Jesus said, I was hungry. Mm. Mm. I was naked. I was in prison. Mm. I was in hospital. Then they said, When were you tested? Or when were you, you know, in, in prison? When did we help you? He said, When you helped one of those ones, Amen. you did it for me. Amen. Somebody say, Amen. Amen. <laughs> Jesus is powerful. So that's why when you are born again, begin to do those things. Visit people in prison. You know, have a ministry that you have passion. Either you are helping. Some people who need help. When you, you contribute in doing that or you, you do that directly, the, any way you choose, you are blessed. Because God loves those people who do that. Amen. This is what the Bible is teaching us here. Look at what um, 12 says. Rejoicing in hope, patience in tribulation, continue instant in prayer. So anytime any problem have comes to you, know that there's hope. Don't be out of hope. Don't say, oh, I have lost my hope. Because when you lose your hope, you will backslide. You begin to commit sin. And you begin to go back to what you say, I will never go back. Because you don't have hope again. You think that, oh, the world is against you. Don't lose hope. Make sure you understand that hope will carry you on. What is hope? Hope is always connected to resurrection. Resurrection. That's why resurrection is called the blessed hope. Resurrection means that if something dies, it will come back to life. See that? In God, nothing dies and remains dead. In God, when things die, they come back to life, even in a better way. Because God is a miracle God. He is greater than death. So if anyone be in Christ, he cannot die and remain dead, no. His properties will not die and remain dead, no. His body or his mind or whatever he has or his family will never die and remain dead. In Christ, even the Bible said, even though you die, you will come back to life. 
Why? Because of resurrection power. The spirit of Jesus raises the dead. So if you are a Christian and uh, something happens to you, something is removed from you by Satan, or something happens, or somebody walks away, or or or, or something, anything like that, don't lose hope at all. Remember resurrection. Because if something dies, definitely you will rise again. Amen. You see that? You are not like people who don't have God in this world. The Bible talks about they unbelievers, they don't have God in this world. See that? You are not like them, you have God. And your God is a God of resurrection. So you must always have hope. That's why the Bible is talking about hope here. Hope is about resurrection. You remember what John 10 10 said? What does John 10 10 say? John, John 10 10 says, The thief. Comes steal. they do steal, steal kill, and to kill destroy. and destroy. But I after he has done this, come. watch, 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 watch what Jesus did. Jesus said, But I have come, have come to do what? Give life and abundant life. What does that mean? Resurrection. Resurrection. From what the thief does, Jesus is coming to change it and wipe it away and bring his own good things. The thief comes to kill, but Jesus comes to give life. Amen. So this is powerful, right? Now look at it here. In 13, it said, distributing to necessity of sense, giving to hospitality. God likes people who have, especially the sense. Who are the sense? Christians. Yeah. Every Christian is a saint. The believers. If you distribute necessities, when you give, give to the Lord. Amen. Make the sense your priority. Also, give to unbelievers. But don't give only to unbelievers and forget the sense. The Bible says we should give, give especially to the family of God, to the household of faith. Amen. For example, if I if I send money out, I give more to to the people of God. Amen. I tell. I give more to Christians because of what Jesus has done. He said we should distribute to the necessity of the saints. There are a lot of places where the saints are in poverty. And Jesus said that it is the suffering Jesus. He said, when do I see you suffering and I help you? Jesus said, it is when you help that person who is a, who is a child of God who believes in me because he is my body? When you are helping him, that was the time you helped me. Mm. Let us understand that. That is very, very powerful. Mm. Because the body of Christ, some people are suffering. So when we when we remember people like that, especially when God is directing you to pray for somebody, most of the uh, people that we used to know who are Christians, most of them are suffering. And a little money in our pocket can help them. Because they don't have the same access we have. Mm -hmm. You know, to them, little money means a lot. But to us, little money, we go to McDonald's and finish it there. You know, it's not money, right? Yeah. But when you send it to them, wow, you have changed their lives. You see that? So, in our Christianity, bring in the issue of helping them. Bring it in, just consciously. Bring in that issue. Not only your family. Don't say, I'm helping my family, my family. Uh, you know, help Christians who are poor. In the body of Christ, they are poor people. They are poor people. They are our brothers. They are poor. And they don't want to steal. They don't want to do bad things because they are Christians. You see that? And the world is against them. So who cares? Me and you. 
Sometimes, if you begin to do something like this and pray, God will be showing you more. Those are the very, very important things that we need to do. The Bible supports us to do things like this. Because when we do like this with the right heart, that we are doing it for Jesus, then the power is very, very, very much. 14. Bless them which persecute you. Bless and curse not. You see that? The Bible says we should bless those who persecute us. You know there are people who persecute us. There are people who, who attack us. You know, attack our character, attack our good works. You know, they are jealous in a way. They, they continue to criticize us when we have done good things. They are not satisfied with what we have, what we have done. Sometimes we don't know how to react to this type of people. But the Bible says, bless them. That's the, our reaction. The Bible has given us the answer. He said, don't, don't do the same thing that do it. Because if you do the same thing that do it, they convert you. You become one of them. <laughs> you see that? The Bible says, instead, continue to be the good person you are. Don't change for them. Continue to, to do good to everybody, including them. Then they will, they will now begin to stop and think over it. And then you win them over. That's what happens. So that's what we do here. We have seen Christians who are not well trained in this way. And when they are made angry, they say, okay, okay, I will throw away the Bible and then, then I will fight you. <laughs> How can you throw away the Bible, which is your life? So you can't throw away the Bible to fight somebody. Because the Bible tells you how to fight and win. It says we should do what? Bless them that persecute us. Bless, don't curse them. Now, in 15, it says rejoice with them that do rejoice and weep with them that weep. When somebody does somebody important, don't be religious mm -hmm. about it. Don't drink mm -hmm. those type of words. Mm -hmm. Don't say, oh, thank God anyway. Because mm -hmm. that is flimsy. Mm -hmm. You must do what the Bible says. You weep with the those who are weeping. Yeah. You see that? That's what the Bible says. Didn't say you should be smiling and clapping hands because you are a Christian. No, mm -hmm. you should forget about those uh, type of attitude and join. That's what Jesus did yeah. when he came to Lazarus. What? He wept when they saw Jesus. Weeping, everybody started weeping. Because this is what you come. You don't come to smile or to laugh. You don't just say praise the Lord anyway because you know. Because somebody lost his father. Weep with him. So this is how kind Jesus is. You see that? Jesus will not ignore you. I'm telling you, he will not never never ignore you. People who ignore people, they don't know Jesus. Jesus don't ignore people. You may think that he's ignoring you. Wait for your time. Mm -hmm. A man was sick for 38 years. He thought that the whole world had ignored him. He's just waiting for one day he will die. Mm -hmm. you know, because when Jesus came to him, the Bible said that Jesus knew about him yes. and came straight for him mm -hmm. and asked him, Do you want to, are you willing to be healed? Mm -hmm. Then the man started saying that I have no man. You know, because others who have men here, their men will help them to be healed. Yeah. But because I have no men, I'm just here. Mm -hmm. So he, he had lost hope of healing. Mm -hmm. He was not thinking about being healed anymore. But he had no people who helped him. For 38 years. Now Jesus said, now I say to you, carry your mask and go home. Amen. You are fine now. Amen. See that? Mm -hmm. 
And then, then when he looked, oh, he was already okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he carried his mouth and started. <laughs> when the religious people saw him on Sabbath, because this happened on, on, on the Sabbath, you know, they said, Who asked you to carry your mouth around? Today is a Sabbath day. Don't you know that nobody can walk? To carry your mouth and be walk is walk. Said a man told him to carry his man. He said, Who is that man? <laughs> So later he discovered that it was Jesus. Then in the temple, Jesus met him and then told him, now that you are well, stop sinning or something more will happen to you. You know, that place teaches us a lot of things because sin is the root of everything that is happening. Sin is, that's what gave the devil power to be hurting us. Jesus told him, stop sinning or else. Do you know when people recover, maybe they are drug addicts mm -hmm. and they recover, they are fine now. They are adding weight, they are becoming handsome, mm -hmm. they are fine, you know, they are eating well, oh, their family is very, very happy, and, and all of a sudden they start getting thin again. Start, start getting thin. What? What has happened? Discover what has happened. They have gone back. Mm -hmm. They have gone back. They have done that thing again. So, when you are set free, don't go back. But going back, Jesus said seven times. That is, that is how it will be. Because seven demons. Not only one. Before, it used to be one. But now, more will come. Because they don't want you to go. They don't want you to survive again. They want to attack you. So, going back is very, very dangerous. When you have left something that is evil, don't go back. Most of the time, when you go back, you don't come out. Don't go back. If there's something you know that is wrong and God has delivered you from it, don't go back. But if you make a mistake and go back, just also cry, cry to the Lord and say, Lord, I have done it again. Please, please, Lord, forgive me. Don't, don't allow me to be in the hand of the enemy. God, forgive me. He will also have mercy. Forgive me. So, those are the things. Now, in conclusion, look at, look at the conclusion. I want to read the concluding part. 17. Recompense to no man evil for evil, provided honest in the sight of all men. If it be possible, as much as, as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. Now, dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather... Give place unto wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine. I will repair, said the Lord. Amen. Therefore, 20. Therefore, if thy enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirst, give him drink. For in so doing, thou shalt give coals of fire on his head. Be not overcome of evil, but Overcome evil with good. Amen. Somebody say amen. amen. Now, this is called the extra mile because mm -hmm. Jesus says, if you smile to those who smile for you, what extra thing have you done? Mm -hmm. yes, that even wicked people will also smile. Yeah. When, <laughs> when people smile at them. So you have not done anything different. Mm -hmm. But when you do something different which they cannot do, like loving your enemy. They don't do it. Loving your enemy. Wow, that one is so difficult for them. Mm -hmm. They give you something good for they, those who are persecuting you. 
That one is impossible for many people in the world will never do that. And this is what God sees when you do them, that suppress you because mm. you have done what the other people cannot do. Mm. That gives you promotion because it is not easy to do those things. Mm. That's why Jesus says, until our righteousness exceeds the righteousness of the Pharisees and the scribes, then we don't have access. Because our righteousness should exceed those of the of the mm. ordinary religious people. But we are not ordinary religious people. Exceed means higher. But you cannot do it by yourself because with Christ, it is done for you. With Christ, all things are possible if you believe. So, how can I make my righteousness exceed? It's not by what I've done. It is by simple obedience. If I obey the word of God, that is righteousness. If I open my Bible and read it in the morning and pray, that is righteousness. If I pray for my friend who is sick, that is righteousness. If I remember somebody suddenly and I say, oh, why did I remember this person? I pick my phone and call him and say, are you okay? I don't remember you now. <laughs> that is righteousness. You see that? So those are the way the life works. Because we are honoring God in all things we do. Mm -hmm. Clap our hands.